I'm Timothy Putnam. I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week we gather right here to explore the foundations of our faith, to look at the implications of our faith on our daily lives, so that together we can prepare to live outside the walls. Well, we got a great show for you today. Uh, as you noticed, we're back to the normal bumper music. Because Christmas is officially over, we are in ordinary time, first week of ordinary time, uh, just at the very end of that. And so we're back to our ordinary bumper music. Hope that you enjoyed the Christmas season as much as I did. Of course, I uh, drug it out as long as possible. But now it's time to get back to the ordinary business of life. So later in the show, we've got a great show. We're talking with uh, Matt Gill and Jason Spoolstra, who together make up linktoliturgy.com. Uh, and here we are at the beginning of January, middle of January. Uh, still feels like the beginning of January, but man, time is flying by. And so, you know, I wonder how your uh, how are your resolutions doing? Uh, if you're like me, if you're like the majority of people, uh, long about this period of time, a couple of weeks in, the enthusiasm of self-betterment begins to fade. Uh, which is prime, the primary reason I'm bringing the link to liturgy guys on the show today, because a lot of people want to better their faith. They want to increase their faith and their practice of the faith as the new year rolls around. Uh, they've just come off of Christmas and it's like, hey, I, I can do this. I went, you know, I can grow in my faith. I can be more focused on the things of God. Uh, and yet, as the year goes on, as the month goes on, even sometimes it can be difficult to do. And so here we have today the guys from Link to Liturgy, and they have a great method uh, to appropriate the scriptures in, in a daily routine in a way that's not going to take up a lot of your time. It's not going to make it, uh, you know, it's not like you need to go do a holy hour every day. Uh, and some of us start out that way, but uh, we've got these grand ideas, and yet sometimes those bite-sized pieces do much more in the long run. And so we're going to have a conversation about the link to liturgy method of, uh, of studying scripture, the link to liturgy method of engaging in prayer. And I can't wait to have that. But before then, as always, we're going to start our time together in prayer, in readings from scripture. Today we're going to do tomorrow's readings because tomorrow is the wedding at Cana. And I, I just want to do those readings. So we're going to skip today's readings and do tomorrow's. And then we're going to do a reading from church history uh, that we're pulling from later this week out of the breviary. So let's begin, as always, in prayer. Let us all praise Christ in order to become our faithful and merciful high priest before the Father's throne. He chose to become one of us, a brother in all things. In prayer, we ask of him, Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Son of justice, you filled us with light at our baptism. We dedicate this day to you. At every hour of the day, we give you glory. In all our deeds, we offer you praise. Mary, your mother, was obedient to your word. Direct our lives in accordance with that word. Our lives are surrounded with passing things. Set our hearts on things of heaven, so that through faith, hope, and charity, we may come to enjoy the vision of your glory. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, free us from the dark night of death. Let the light of resurrection dawn within our hearts to bring us the radiance of eternal life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading today, of course, our readings are going to come from tomorrow's readings, the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, because I, I like those readings today. Uh, so we're going to be doing those readings, starting with Isaiah chapter 62. For Zion's sake, I will not be silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory like a burning torch. Nations shall behold your vindication and all the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name pronounced by the mouth of the Lord. You shall be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem held by your God. No more shall people call you forsaken or your land desolate, but you shall be called my delight and your land espoused. For the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse as a young man marries a virgin. Your builder shall marry you. As the bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. That reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 62. The responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 96. Proclaim his marvelous deeds to all the nations. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all you lands. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Proclaim his marvelous deeds to all the nations. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations. Among all peoples, his wondrous deeds. Proclaim his marvelous deeds to all the nations. Give to the Lord, you families of nations. Give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Proclaim his marvelous deeds to all the nations. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord is king. He governs the peoples with equity. Proclaim his marvelous deeds to all the nations. Our second reading, because it is a reading from Sunday, comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Brothers and sisters, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. To one is given through the Spirit the expression of wisdom. To another, the expression of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same one Spirit. To another, mighty deeds. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. To another, varieties of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit produces all of these, distributing them individually to each person as he wishes. That reading comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Our gospel today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 2. 
There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars of water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then when the people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. That reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 2. Today, our reading from church history comes from a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement I. Let the man truly possessed by the love of Christ keep his commandments. Who can express the binding power of divine love? Who can find the words for the splendor of its beauty? Beyond all description are the heights to which it lifts us. Love unites us to God. It cancels innumerable sins, has no limits to its endurance, bears everything patiently. Love is neither servile nor arrogant. It does not provoke schisms or form cliques but it always acts in harmony with others. By it, all God's chosen ones have been sanctified. Without it, it is impossible to please Him. Out of love, the Lord took us to Himself, because He loved us. And it was God's will. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave His life's blood for us. He gave His body for our body, His soul for our soul. See then, beloved, What a great and wonderful thing love is, and how inexpressible its perfection. Who are worthy to possess it, unless God makes them so? To him, therefore, we must turn, begging of his mercy, that there may be found in us a love free from human partiality and beyond reproach. Every generation from Adam's time to ours has passed away. But those who by God's grace were made perfect in love have a dwelling now among the saints. And when at last the kingdom of Christ appears, they will be revealed. Take shelter in your rooms for a little while, says the scripture, until my wrath subsides. Then I will remember the good days and I will raise you from your graves. Happy are we, beloved, if love enables us to live in harmony and in the observance of God's commands. For then it will also gain for us the remission of our sins. Scripture pronounces happy those whose transgressions are pardoned, whose sins are forgiven. Happy the man, it says, to whom the Lord imputes no fault. 
on whose lips there is no guile. This is the blessing given those whom God has chosen through Jesus Christ our Lord. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. That reading today comes from a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement I, Pope and Martyr. I want to go back for just a moment to the scriptures that we read. Of course, we pulled from tomorrow's readings, uh, the Gospel of the Wedding at Cana. And that stands out to me. It's, it's been for a while one of these verses that gives me great hope, and it, and it gives me hope for this reason. Christ was likely invited to this wedding here in Cana because his mother was there. Uh, she was probably the primary invitee. And we, we see that because she's the one who's mentioned first. This is before he's done any of his great miracles. This is before he has uh, really begun his public ministry at all. And he has no pressing interest to get involved here. In fact, he makes it clear uh, that if he does get involved, it's going to bring about his hour. And the hour, anytime we see it in Scripture used by Christ, is referring to the hour of his passion. And so he says to her, uh, he says to his mother Mary, is this really a concern you want me to get involved with? Because my hour has not yet come. And so basically he's saying to her, if I do this, all of a sudden I will be launched into public ministry. And if that's the case, then my hour will hasten upon me. And when Mary hears this, she gives her fiat all again. And she says to the, the servants, do whatever he tells you. Even knowing that that would bring about the time when she would be separated from him and the sword would pierce her own soul too, she turns to the, the servants and instructs them, do whatever he tells you. And so in his mercy, Christ then takes away the shame of not having enough wine, right? Something that's really no big deal, and yet Christ meets us in those things that we think are important. Oh, what a comfort that is. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Matt Gill and Jason Spoolstra of Link to Liturgy. You're not going to want to miss any part of this show, so stick around. You're listening to Outside the Walls. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for staying through the break. Well, we've got a great show for you today. I say that every time, but it's because we always have great shows. We're sitting here today with Matt Gill and Jason Spoolstra from the Diocese of Fort Worth in various capacities. One is the director of youth for the whole whole shebang, and the other is the Director of Religious Education for St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Church in Keller. But together, it's kind of like the dynamic duo, they are Link to Liturgy. So welcome, guys. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Tim. So let's talk a little bit about Link to Liturgy. Specifically, here we are. We're still in January. People have not yet given up on their uh, New Year's resolutions, and we want to make it easy for them to keep it. So uh, maybe we have someone who said, you know, this year I want to spend more time developing my faith life. You've got a, a, a 
program, a product, a something that they can interface with that's not going to put them back very much financially, and that's going to help uh, a person in that place really engage with the scriptures, really engage with the rhythms of the church to grow their faith. So let's talk about uh, the basics of Link to Liturgy, and then we'll talk uh, about the various things that y'all offer. But just give me the overview. What is Link to Liturgy? Sure. Um, well, the, the greatest thing, you know, the name Link to Liturgy is that there are several lessons on the gospel, but th- that the gospel is rooted in in that Sunday. So um, if someone, like you said, if someone really wants to live the gospel, bring the gospel into their life, and, um, and really get to know Christ, and, and not the Christ of their own making or the Christ of what the world would say Christ is, but truly the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So if someone wants to encounter Christ like that, they can simply go to that gospel for that week, that Sunday. And really, I guess the suggestion would be to um, study that throughout the week, and mm-hmm. they can do that on the site. Um, the way that we've created it is there's packets, and there's a packet for each Sunday, but within that packet there might be three, maybe even four lessons, and so they can continue to study and, and learn more about that gospel and more about Christ. You know, uh, St. Jerome is credited with saying, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. And I think that so often we, maybe we look for a podcast. I'm not saying you should quit listening to this podcast because this radio show, well, no, you know, any, but you get the point. Uh, you know, we, we look for something easily accessible. We, we look for a great author. We look for uh, some media that we can consume, but we're less likely, I think, to go to scripture. And so what was the impetus behind doing link to liturgy and the way you've done it other than just, uh, you know, writing a book or doing a podcast or, or even doing a, a strict Bible study in the traditional sense where you pick a book and uh, go through it sure. lesson by lesson. So I think for us, the uh, part of our slogan is we believe in people and not programs. Mm-hmm. And so linked to liturgy, we never wanted to be a cookie cutter program because we know not everybody fits in every one size fit mold. And so uh, when we started doing this, we looked to the church as we try to do in all things in all stages of our life. And we realized that the beauty of the church already had this beautiful ebb and flow of the liturgical year, cycle A, B, and C, where you're covering almost all of the scriptures just by going to Mass, Mm -hmm. just by going to the most important thing we could do, which is to celebrate Mass. And so out of that, um, we that's how we ended up doing the uh, scripture-based through the liturgical year and yeah yeah and it's it's it really is great because when you do this and especially in the parish context um you don't decide the topics the 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 topics is decided for you so as a even as a, a religious ed director working with parents or catechist it was interesting i think one year i don't know what cycle it was but we had like three really tough topics back to back to back you know i think the reality of hell the reality of adultery and, um, you know, so the class is like, my gosh, these are pretty heavy <laughs> topics. You know, why are you choosing these topics? And it's like, hey, I didn't choose these topics. Right. You know, these topics were chosen by the church. And this is Christ's words. So I think uh, whether we're stu- studying this on our own or whether we're studying this in a class, um, it's the church presenting these um, topics for consideration. These, these, Whether it's a moral issue or a doctrinal issue, a faith issue. 
it, it's not Christ has brought these issues up, you know, which is great. Earlier, you mentioned that in the Gospels, we interact with Christ as he is and not a Christ of our own making. And you know, I think that that's something that's very easy to do is that we pick maybe the justice of God and we completely ignore the mercy of God. Or we focus on the mercy of God and we completely ignore the justice of God. And uh, there was a meme going around on Facebook, and as you all know, I'm a Facebooker, uh, from uh, Archbishop Chaput. And he said that uh, truth without love is bitter and can push the wounded away. But love without truth isn't really love at all. It's just a convenient way of lying. And so you're talking about the church giving us these difficult readings, sometimes back to back to back, as a sense of this is something the church feels is important for us to know at, at this specific time. And that's one of the things that happens when we begin to read Scripture with the rhythms of the church, is that uh, Scripture begins to point out our misconceptions about Jesus, whatever side we're on, whether it's a difficult thing of, hey, God does require holiness of us, or whether it's, hey, we do have to extend mercy to those who come. You know, th- So the scriptures have just a beautiful way of doing that, and I love the fact that the church has uh, given us this steady diet. That's what ordinary time is. Here we are in the first uh, Saturday of ordinary time. And this is what ordinary time does for us is it's not a feast where we get to eat whatever we want or we get to eat those rich things. You know, in the, in, in the church, they give us the feast of the incarnation, right? So we get to really feed for a good period of time on the readings and on the, the church history documents on the incarnation, which is just, it's like a feast. It's fatty food. It's really uh, in-depth, maybe a little bit more theological than people sometimes get. Uh, and then we also have the fasts where we have to identify ourselves and who we are and, and see our own fallings. And we have to deprive ourselves of the things that we desire to be made into what we should be. But then we have ordinary time where the church just gives us a basic diet of scripture. And they've parsed this out for us in a way that's been tested and tried over the centuries uh, to provide, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like going to your doctor uh, you need to eat this food. This is your diet for the for the majority of the time, and this is for your health. And that's what the church has given us. And so I love that you all have hooked on to that, uh, that idea of using the church's season, the church's library of time uh, to begin searching the scriptures. So... Talk just a little bit more about some of your uh, some of your offerings. Talk a little bit about this Lexio Divina guide that you have. Sure. Well, um, it's called the Quick Connect, and uh, it's in English and Spanish. And and really, when you go to those packets, uh, so for instance, right now, you know, if you if you wanted to go wedding at Cana or or baptism of the Lord, whatever Sunday you're on. Um, you would go to that page, and on that page, you would find the, the Lexio Divina Guide. The Lexio Divina Guide uh, that, that we put together, we decided three components would really be helpful. One is the gospel, of course, mm-hmm. and then, um, similar to what you have on the show, a, a spiritual reading. And the spiritual reading that Jason and I would always look for was mostly usually that day, or, or we would actually look that week, too, and see if there was another lesson from the church fathers or somewhere from the church that would fit better. And then there's a very short lesson. So, but the key with the the, I guess the um, Lexio Divina guide, is there's four questions. There's you know you would read it, 
Uh, you would read the gospel, pick out anything that um, stood out to you. Um, you would meditate on that a little bit, think about that, ask any questions you have over that word or that phrase, and then uh, really just uh, respond back with a prayer. Um, the fourth step, uh, usually when I use it, just I kind of leave it optional, but but um, because it's something I think that you kind of discover throughout the week as you meditate, is what what kind of uh, action or change does God want in your life? Mm-hmm. And but the guide is is really great because it walks you through that, and it's something that if someone is uh, using it for the first time, it's very easy to use. All right, now, Jason, you work with youth here in the diocese. And you first interacted with this stuff mm-hmm. as a youth, right? Now, when y'all first met, you were in the youth group. Yes, when we first met, he was Matt was my youth minister, yeah. way back in two thousand one. Yeah, two yeah two thousand one. All right. So now, talk to me about the accessibility of this. You know, some people we've got these great ideas of I'm going to go run a marathon this year. That's my resolution and. <laughs> about two days and you're like, you know, this was not a good idea. Uh, and so a lot of times when people are approaching a spiritual resolution, they often feel the same way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to uh, grow in my faith this year. And they have the, their sights set so large and I'm going to read, I'm going to read the Bible for an hour a day. Right. right? I'm going to go spend a holy hour every day on top of that. And they get a weekend and they no longer feel that that the goal was realistic. It's that old saying, you know, they'll, they'll get through Genesis and then you hit Leviticus and numbers <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I don't, and then well, you stop. Well, or, or even starting with the Gospels and getting lost in the begats, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and never making it to the Beatitudes because you got lost in the begats. Uh, and so talk about, this is made in such a way that even youth, even young people can can approach this and get something out of it. And yet it's not... Uh, what an adult would consider uh, trite as they, you know, you pick up a youth Bible or a youth something else and most adults are, you know, oh, I don't want to do this. Right. So talk a little bit about the accessibility of this, this product that you've put out. Sure. So when we started writing this, um, the beautiful thing about uh, when Matt and I started writing it was we were writing for different audiences in mind. Uh, we wanted to not, as you said, just, not be fluff and just not have no meat to it. But at the same time too, we didn't want to get so heady and so uh, all the, the beautiful language that is out there Mm -hmm. by the wonderful church fathers. I mean, Hey, I love picking up the summa as much as the next guy, but for a 10th grader who doesn't, who doesn't understand that, God is a triune God. We wanted to make sure that we can allow accessibility for a 15-year-old or a 55-year-old. Well, we're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. You're listening to Outside the Walls, and I want you to join this conversation. Pop on over to facebook.com slash stepoutsidethewalls. On Twitter, the handle's at Outside the Walls. Let me know what you think. We'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Got a great show for you today. We're talking with the guys from Link to Liturgy, a great program uh, that's available to help you interface with the Gospels of the week, to meditate on those, to glean from them wisdom. Talking with Matt Gill, who's the uh, Director of Religious Education at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, Jason Spoolstra, who's the Youth Director for the Diocese of Fort Worth. Together, the dynamic duo, they are linked to liturgy. Now, the best thing about Link to Liturgy is the price, because we have authors on here and they're selling their books and they're, you know, $20, 30 $50 for a book, and they're probably absolutely worth it because it's really good writing. Uh, we've got uh, other people who do apostolates, and in order to have them come in and speak, it's going to be a few thousand dollars. How much is it going to set someone back to begin using the Link to Liturgy program every day? Zero. Wait, what? Free? <laughs> I, I, nada? Doesn't set you back, only forward. <laughs> There you go. I like that. Doesn't set you back. Only forward. So here is something that you... You know Prisera, right? Always go forward. Never look back. Yeah. You can do this without really... You know, you, you if you have internet capability, mm-hmm. you type in linktoliturgy.com. Oh, up in the big time. Not even a dot .org. Linktoliturgy.com. Uh, and the, then, name was, the name was available. <laughs> <laughs> So they go to linktoliturgy.com, and right there in front of them, they can find not only uh, the Gospels of the day, but if they're doing a lesson on some other Gospel, uh, they can go through as long as they know where it is, and they can access that as well. You've got how many? You've got about over seven hundred lessons uh, for different Gospels. Some multiple Gospel, multiple lessons for the same Gospel in some cases, uh, where people can, with no cost, uh, approach this. Now, this is beneficial for an individual, most certainly. But if you're a Sunday school, if you teach religious education of any age, oh my goodness, you need to know about this website. You need to know about this because you cannot give what you do not have, right? You've got to begin filling yourself up with the knowledge of God. Uh, And then from there, you can use this as a resource to give to your students, whether they be children or adults. all the wisdom of the church. That's right. Yeah, and the way we've kind of tried to formulate the website is once you get in, you are at most three clicks away to a lesson. We, we've we organized it to where you can search by the liturgical year. Okay. So if you know exactly, I want to find out what is on the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time, boom, you go right there. Uh, we also have feast days for particular feasts, whether they're saints or just part of the church tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have a particular area that is called favorites. And I'll, I'll let Matt kind of explain more about that. Talk about favorites, Matt. Yeah, sure. I, I think the, you know, the favorites have come from six years of using this product. So I, I think that's one thing, you know, Jason mentioned earlier that this isn't just another program that um, this is something that Jason and I have used. Mm-hmm. And it's something that came out of wanting to be better um, ministers at our churches. So, um, you know, over the last six years, it's not that we've just been creating this, but actually that we've been using it. So to Mm -hmm. kind of show you the depth, you know, Jason has used this in youth ministry, junior high and high school. He's used this for the formation of catechists. I've used this in RCIA. I've used it actually 
um, in, in, the, in the Catholic schools. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say there's at least eight different ways that this has been actually used. And so as using it, as we have used it, we've also been creating it and, and making it usable for us because we figure, you know, we're at the parish level. We're in the Catholic schools. We're working with the catechists, with the parents. If we can't use this, mm-hmm. no one can use it. And, and that's really, I think, uh, that's where our favorites section has come from is the favorites is simply our favorite ways to use linked to liturgy. So Jason has uh, compiled a, a complete curriculum for high school. Um, so if, if you wanted to, if you're struggling with how do I put together a curriculum based on the gospel for my high school students, that's one of Jason's favorites. So let's um, talk about this. You're in a small parish out uh, miles and miles and miles from the from the diocese central or the urban area. And your youth department consists of the 12 kids who belong to your parish. And there's nothing for them. And you want to step up. You you just want something offered for the formation of these children. So you say, okay, I, Father, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to stand up. I'm going to provide something. They go to Link to Liturgy, and you have a curriculum for them. Absolutely. In fact, you're kind of talking right up my alley. Uh, before I took this position, I was in a, a very small rural parish for about four years. Mm-hmm. And uh, while our priest was very generous as much as he could, uh, our budget was still very limited mm-hmm. uh, given the size of the parish. And so out of that, and just my desire for a great authentic catechesis for the youth, to, to the deposit of faith to them. Right. Uh we, I started using Link to Liturgy, and I just said, there's got exactly what you're saying. There's got to be other parishes, not just here in the Fourth Diocese, but all across the country that could utilize this. So I, when I, I've been fine-tuning it and working on it, working on it, whittling it down to where it's a three-year program, more or less. But mm-hmm. again, following the liturgical year and really fine-tuning also um, those, those little things that may, you may need to cover in a religious education class that maybe the gospel, especially if you're following a, a school year right. approach and you're going to miss a lot of the ordinary time during the summer, right. uh, you gotta, you gotta find the time to, to also put that in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another one of the favorites that I, that I use actually every week is um, it's called the liturgical year. And it's basically 16, um, 16 lessons that can be used for an RCIA catechumenate maybe or an adult confirmation program, or actually even just adult formation. So, and and also too, um, I find I work with RCIA, those becoming Catholic or those coming back home, and sometimes people can't come up to our parish for classes because of their busy schedule. So I can easily put them through a self study course, where they can actually go through the self study because this particular favorite, the liturgical year, actually has video lessons with it. Okay. So they could perhaps watch. Uh, three videos, study a little bit, and then meet later on with me to go through it or another catechist. So the favorite section is just basically the easiest way to say is it's our favorite ways um, to use this resource linked to liturgy. And and the way we've talked about it, and and Matt has given a great uh, analogy of this, is that uh, sometimes when we say we have over 700 lessons, it can be very intimidating to hear yeah. that number and, and to then, go, where do I start? And then <laughs> to add to that, 3,000 web pages. Right. <laughs> so when you when you say, hey, use Link to Liturgy, 700 lessons, 3,000 web pages, people are like, no, thank you. Huh. So like, I, I think you kind of gave the analogy of like the favorites being kind of the storefront, like this place where uh, an initial place right. you can walk in and yeah. say, 
Oh, okay. I, I get this. Well, but honestly, yeah. and this would be what I would tell you all today, where you start is on today's reading. Absolutely. Right? Yep. You go to Sunday's gospel, you open it up and you say, okay, let's, let's start there. And that's one of the beauties of this thing is there's not a, uh, a table of contents that you have to get through. You start today. Yep. And you go to do that on the website, you simply go to the current packets. Yeah. So you, you would see that right on the homepage, click current packets. Boom. It's, it's this one Sunday. Click. And, one yeah, click. It's this Sunday and next Sunday. Okay. And that's it. It's that and, simple. And just real quickly, as far as going back to New Year's resolutions, mm -hmm. if yours is to get into the scriptures and, and to dive deeper into your, your Catholic faith, one of the things that we offer is the GPS, we call it. Okay. Um, and so Matt has been the mastermind behind this. Uh, so if, I don't know if you wanted yeah. to share just a little bit about that. Well, this one's called the daily GPS. So actually what we do is um, each, each day, the gospel of that day, uh, we will send to your inbox. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and what we've done is, so I'll read the gospel and then I'll go find where we have archived that, where we have already talked about that gospel, pull a very small lesson. So it kind of looks like maybe even three paragraphs. And so that's a chance that within a 10 to 15 minute little time frame, you can actually read the gospel, have a prayer. So the G for mm -hmm. gospel, the P for prayer, and then the S for study. And yeah. uh, all those studies come from our archive lessons. You know, and that's the thing. We see all these infomercials about uh, you know, use this product for 15 minutes a day and you could look like this, right? <laughs> well, with Scripture, it really is that. I mean, you have to start somewhere. And so just that 15 minutes uh, is something. It's putting the Word of God in you. And, and then from there, you know, we think, oh, gosh, I only spent five minutes reading the Bible today, only five minutes in prayer and five minutes in study. But that that's the kind of thing that stays with you all day long, and it colors every perception you have for the rest of the day. Every situation you run into, that gospel is still fermenting, Absolutely. right? And it's creating something within you uh, that is going to bring about positive results. So it's not just the five minutes. The five minutes is the base and the seed of everything else that occurs. And so uh, th that's the beautiful thing, I think, about this link to liturgy concept, the, 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 the direction you've gone with this. So we've got just a little bit of time left in this break. Uh, what else do you have with that? You've got the GPS where people can come and they can get it in their inbox. So they, they don't even have to go to your website, right? If, right. If they think that you have too many pages, <laughs> you're going to send them just what they need for the day. That's right. Uh, if, if they want to go to the website, they can see the larger lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you've got someone who is in a position where they're teaching, uh, they can go to Link to Liturgy and they can have tools that will help them to bring the scripture alive, to plant the word of God uh, deep in the hearts of those who they're responsible for. Join this conversation over on our social media, facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, our handle is at outside the walls. Tell me what you think. We're talking today with Matt Gill and Jason Spoolstra, the dynamic duo behind linktoliturgy.com, a great way to interface with the scriptures and to increase your knowledge of the Word of God. We'll be right back after this break with much more of our conversation. You're listening to Outside the Walls.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking around. Well, if you've missed any part of this show, I want you to know you can get a hold of it. Uh, all of these are archived over at OutsideTheWalls.com. All of our episodes going back over a year. Uh, so if you want to connect with the rest of what uh, Matt and Jason have said, the dynamic duo, I don't know if anyone else in the world calls them that, but that's that's their new name for me, uh, then then go ahead and go over to Outside the Walls. It'll be up very soon there. Uh, we put it up within a couple of days of when the show is aired. Uh, or if something they've said has really struck a chord with you and you think, hey, you know what? I need so-and-so to listen to this. Well, that's all right. You can get it to them via OutsideTheWalls.com. Now, uh, we're talking with Jason Spoolstra and Matt Gill of I love how Links you say my Liturgy. last name, too. Do I say it correctly? Yeah. No, it's spool, like a spool of yarn, right. it's stra, but just the way you, you're like, spoolstra. Uh, spoolstra. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have you here. You're talking about Link to Liturgy, this great program, uh, free of charge, fast, free, and faithful, mm-hmm. uh, for people to come and access scriptures, the gospel of the reading of the week, uh, and look at the church fathers have said about it, look at uh, meditating on it and appropriating that scripture in a way that's easy to get to, easy to appropriate, uh, and easy on the wallet. But let's talk a little bit about something else you have here. Uh, because while the main core of Link to Liturgy is free of charge, you Absolutely. do have some things that you've put extra effort into, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but specifically for parish use. Uh, and you've got one, the one that I first interacted with you on was your uh, first communion packet for those who are older than the traditional age of first communion. So you've got uh, someone who uh, maybe they somehow they were baptized, but they were away from the church for a while, or they were busy in sports or school, or their priorities were set in a certain way. Now, all of a sudden, they're 12 and 13 and 14, and they do not want to go and sit in a class of seven-year-olds <laughs> for whatever reason. Can't imagine why. Can't imagine why to do their first communion. And this is something that you have put something together for. And what I love about this product is that it it follows the directions of the church that says that the parent is the primary educator of the mm-hmm. children. So what you're doing here is you're equipping the parent to prepare their children for first communion. So you're not only catechizing the child, but you're catechizing the parent. And so how do you go about this? How do you equip the parent? Uh, maybe they don't feel at all equipped to teach their children the things that are necessary. How do you go about equipping them to prepare their children for something along the lines of something as important as First Communion? Yeah, with the workbook, what the workbook, I think, helps to do is it um, it gives the parent courage um, to to actually transmit the faith, which is what, what their task is to do. It's what they promised at baptism to do. And so the starting point, of course, like Link to Liturgy, the workbooks follow our format of starting with the gospel. And each lesson actually starts with the Lexio Divina. So at the front at the beginning of the show, we talked about the Lexio Divina guides. Well, those guide a guide is in that workbook for each lesson. And so what happens is um, the parent can start with the gospel, can do some meditation on the gospel, walk through that, and then move into the lesson. So really it each lesson in the workbook will help the parent feel confident in passing on the faith 
to the child. So you have that product. You have a couple of others as well. Just kind of enumerate those for us and let us know what things you have to offer that maybe they're still they're still affordable. Yeah. Yeah, but- absolutely. Yeah, we actually and we're I, I sound like I guess Apple or any electronic. We're very excited about that. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, we we're very passionate about this. Um, we also wrapped up our baptism workbook as well. So we have one for baptism prep okay. and then also one for uh, Holy Communion. And then we also have prayer cards and prayer and a prayer book called the Oratory, a place of prayer. Mm-hmm. And what's beautiful about this is it can be used just if you want to learn the prayers and you just want to have a really good concise prayer book. But it can also be utilized in a an RE role or in a in a, a small group role in memorizing prayers. So when you first start with the first page of prayers, it's very simple: sign right. of the cross, uh, angel of the God. angel of God prayer, four meals. Very yeah. simple. And then as you go and progress, it gets more detail and not more complicated, just more advanced for for the prayer life. So if you're a master prayer. Uh, you know, you, you're probably going to float closer to the back of the, the prayer book. Um, our prayer cards are also unique in that they are folding business cards. So they're a lot smaller, more handheld. You can put it in your wallet. Uh, you know, it's not, they're not meant to be delicate. Right. They're meant to be used. And so that's what's great about them. And we have beautiful images of uh, various saints, Jesus, Mary. And what's unique about ours is they're retablos which means painted wood. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the oldest uh, religious painting art form in North America. And so we have that. And then we also have the Divine Mercy Chaplet, our version that we have uh, created back in 2003, if I remember right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's right now. And, and we're continuing to work to help produce and create whatever is needed out there. All right. I, I think it's also important um, that each of the workbooks is accompanied by uh, a suggested retreat. So mm-hmm. um, the workbook isn't just really a textbook. It, mm-hmm. It's more a little bit more interactive than that. So in a workbook, you're going to find the Lexio Divina guides. Right. You're going to find an assessment. Um, you're going to find a code of canon laws to give you just a little bit of direction on what can be done and what, what should be done, really. Right. Um, and then um, pop culture connections where you can actually suggested videos suggested music little mm-hmm. video clips that so so the workbooks really should be used um in union with the website and and so like for instance there would be a suggested video in the workbook that you would go to the website to, to watch right um, or you would uh, get to the end of the workbook and um, maybe want to do a retreat um, or or just have a little bit more food for thought and you would go to the website to watch that lesson Okay, so, you, so you're linking it back to some of the other things you already have. Yeah. Uh, and so they can feel a little bit more confident. Maybe they don't know everything, but they can go and find it on your website. That's right. Yeah. Well, great conversation with you. We've been talking with Matt Gill and Jason Spoolstra of linktoliturgy.com. I'd love for you to go take a look at all that they have to offer. Join us next week as we talk with Charlie Camosi, Associate Professor of Theological and Social Ethics at Fordham University on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Big conversation. As always, join us throughout the week on Facebook.com slash Step Outside the Walls. On Twitter, the handle's at Outside the Walls. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.